Hey everybody, and welcome to On Set with Errol Koenig. I'm Errol Koenig. Last summer, with the help of the Johns Hopkins Film and Media Studies Department, I had the opportunity to help out on the set of a major motion picture. And while I was there, I spoke to some of the people involved in making the movie. Today, we have a special guest that I'm super excited agreed to be my first interview last summer. He is set photographer Clay Enos. Clay has worked on some great films, such as Man of Steel, Watchmen, 300 Rise of an Empire, and Sucker Punch. In this episode, we're going to talk to Clay about how he used his connections to break into the industry. Also, we're going to talk to him about what he looks for when taking still photographs on the set of a major motion picture. Just letting you guys know, you may hear things moving around and people talking in the background, but that's what happens when you record on set. Now on to my interview with Clay Enos. Hi Clay. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Um, so thank you so much for uh, joining me on my very first podcast ever. Um, so uh, pretty much what it is is we talk about, you know, the film industry, different jobs around it. Um, you're a uh, set photographer. Uh, kind of describe what you do. Well, I think the set photographer is best described as the person on set every day not making the film mm-hmm. but and keenly aware of it at times. Uh, but who is gathering the stories, the visual stories, for later uh, promotion, PR, but also history. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the case of some of the recent films I've worked on, they end up, a lot of my work ends up going into the making of books or behind-the-scenes books uh, that get created because the the films are large enough or have enough interest in them that there's these uh, third-party publishing efforts. Cool, and people obviously love seeing all this stuff when it first comes out online or when, you know, pr- pretty much fans, you know, depending on the movie, uh, like some of your more recent stuff, like Man of Steel, they eat it all up. They, they, they really just love that type of stuff. They do, and it's interesting to be able to make that stuff that oftentimes is per- people's first kind of glimpse into the film. The actual moving pictures and the stuff we're doing every day has a very different workflow, and the nature of still photography is such you can turn it around fairly quickly. And, and uh, yeah, that stuff lives out there often before a teaser trailer or mm-hmm. anything that has the, uh, the associated you know, sound, music, et cetera, that we uh, mm-hmm. look forward to in a movie. And, that, and that's both a, that can be a little intimidating at times, mm-hmm. but I've learned to get comfortable with it. And it's and it's nice too, because so much of my work sits sequestered for forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> for literally forever, yeah. uh, as it'll never get seen. I make hundreds, I make thousands of images, tens of thousands of images that no one will ever see. Most of them not being very good or eligible or worthy of being seen. But but even still, a, a movie often wraps, and I, it's a year before anybody sees even another glimpse of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So when something gets out there ahead of time, it's always nice. Um, So when you're on set, what do you look for when you're trying to take a picture? I guess it runs across a couple different categories. I'm I'm trying to retell the story of the movie, uh, the way the camera might, the movie camera, but of course never being at that angle. So there's a little bit of that, depending on the scene, looking for those iconic moments uh, of the character in the setting. But also I'm looking for the actor engaging the director or maybe some particular crew member to kind of tell that story again give with through a historical veil that has value. Uh, and then finally, 
there's a little bit of the the real artifice of filmmaking where you zoom out and there's the scene but then there's the fake wall and there's the camera and, mm-hmm. and the, that really true behind the scenes stuff I do I look for in each of those cases though I'm really looking for terrific light really iconic stuff or um, really dramatic contrasts between the set and then all the gear mm-hmm. and you know the constructed world that we live in I mean, we're 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 doing this interview on a on a fake set right now. So when I look at you, you look like you're in one place. But clearly, if I zoom out wide enough or look left or right, mm-hmm. we're in a very different space yeah. in a big soundstage. And I, I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Mind you, that stuff is while there's huge demand for it, very little of it escapes into the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's the way it goes. Um, well, you've worked on, you know, many films, you know, from Man of Steel, like I mentioned, to Watchmen, to The Skeleton Twins, uh, and you, you've worked on things, you know, all over. What has been your favorite uh, that you've done so far? Gosh, look, there's sentimental value in the first, which was Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a ton of fun on Sucker Punch. Um, I finally sort of got, hit my stride perhaps on Man of Steel and sort of understood what was required and of my job and also the family that was being created by working so much with Zack Snyder. So I don't know, I don't, I'm reluctant to speak in superlatives like that, a favorite or a best, because, mm-hmm. because I feel like maybe my best work and, or my favorite film is still to come. And uh, I'd like to keep doing this. I'd like to keep sort of carrying the torch of responsibility to, for this DC universe, or at least for the next five years or so. And uh, maybe there's just really, really neat things coming. While, while it's been great behind me, you know, also when you mentioned Skeleton Twins, there's such a difference on some level between the big budget films and the smaller indie films. And... Uh, that's really fun to see too. While the the process is the same, the vibe and the camaraderie, and the just the way the youth of the young indie films mm-hmm. on the cruise is really neat. And I would encourage anybody kind of coming into the business to try and look around and be part of those. Don't try and jump to the giant studio film right away, because there's there's a wonderful enthusiasm and acceptance of everybody's kind of mm-hmm. learning at yeah. that at that smaller level. Uh, do you prefer one way or over the other, or are they just both different experiences, and you, the, like, mixing yeah. mixing them up? There are, uh, look, I mean, it, I just happen to live in New York City where mm-hmm. there's a lot of independent productions. They call me, and I don't say no. You know, that's my rule. Don't mm-hmm. say no unless you have to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, yet, I've made some really lovely friends, and now, you know, we follow each other on Instagram, and it's a... It's a lovely way to stay in touch with folks, you know, brothers in, in filmmaking. Uh, that said, I've made great film friends on the bigger movies too. So I don't know. They're 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 entirely different and yet remarkably similar. There's grips and gaffers and PAs and <laughs> lights, camera, action, and both. That's great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of how you got your start. Um, you know. Uh, What's your background, and how do you prepare uh, prepare for what you're doing now? I I was a undergraduate at Ithaca College in film photography and visual arts, and I really fell in love with the still photography piece of that. It had a, a documentary emphasis, and I held that close to my heart. And then as life unfolded, and I found myself doing a lot of different things, graphic design primarily, 
Um, I always brought a photographic emphasis to the aesthetic. Long story short, uh, when the opportunity presented itself to shoot Watchmen, uh, because I knew Zach's wife from college, oh, okay. right? Uh, I jumped at the chance, and even though that was a shocking experience, I had no idea how all-consuming it was, how exhausting it would be. I thought I'd never do that again. But sure enough, the allure of this crazy world, not to mention paycheck, <laughs> had <laughs> drew me back in. And if so, so on one level, it's the classic, who do you know? And, and I guess I could spin that. It's, uh, you know, who knows me? And in this case, they... The, the filmmakers and his wife knew me and knew I could do the job, and I guess I've been delivering ever since. So that's how I ended up here. Well, that's great. Do you recommend, I guess, kind of that style of path going through, you know, film or you know, photography school? I would, and then... uh, I guess I would recommend loving what you're doing and being curious and being enthusiastic and being really good. You know, give it your all, mm -hmm. right? And I think that will be recognized. Ultimately, right... I knew Debbie from college, Debbie Snyder, mm -hmm. and she knew me not as a, you know, some sort of loser, stoner, we name it, right? She mm -hmm. knew me as a hard-working, creative person. She knew me after college as the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that reputation is what precedes any kind of future endeavor. Like, there, you just love what you do. I mean, really, that's a critical piece of it. And also be open to... Look, filmmaking is a huge world. You've, you've recognized that now by your time here, that it's more than just sort of a lights, camera, action, director, actor, crew. Mm -hmm, yeah. There's a million little pieces of this puzzle, and suddenly the, the props department could have a place for somebody that they never would have expected. Mm -hmm. and, and then you're in this world, and you're part of this family, and it's an eclectic and giant family with, diverse, with a really diverse populace, more so than most other industries. So... I, you know, follow your passion. If it's brought you to this film world, keep that passion alive and, and go with it. And I don't want to sound too woo-woo because there are some maybe some practical steps in there. Mm -hmm. You know, don't screw up. Don't ever say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And when they give you something to do, knock it out of the park. No matter what it is. I mean, it's taking garbage out, or you know, holding. I don't know. Holding the actor's gum, and <laughs> yeah. do it with gum with gumption. Yeah, <laughs> and that's really great. Um, was there anyone that really influenced you? Um, you know, I guess for for still photography. Or... Yeah, and my influences really were my professors in college, and and their. They introduced me to a million other legends of photography and, and people making work as part of the lectures and classes. And that really always resonates with me. I, I did, though, find my voice and recognize that photography was this unique art form that, that rendered the world beautifully very easily, right? It, you just you get the right exposure and suddenly with the world in front of you it renders itself on a camera and, and on film or digital, whatever it is, right? On a chip. Yeah. So I've, I've never really lingered in past influence and really tried to just hone my own voice. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would encourage everyone else to do the same and, and know that it's an ex a growing and expanding thing. It doesn't sit static, yeah. right? No two pictures are alike. No two experiences are, are alike. And I guess what I, I would follow up with that, that photography is, this conversa is a conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you think, it, think of it as that, then you will always sort of stay engaged 
I know that what the conversation we're having won't be repeated with anyone else, mm -hmm. and it's a little moment that's surrendered and captured and lives. That's that's all. That's all photography is. Mm -hmm. Treat it as such and continue to and hone your skills, <laughs> expand your vocabulary, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, that's great. Um, so you also do um, a bunch of, I guess, more personal works, um, and uh, so I, I guess for that, what you know, I guess you kind of just went into it a little bit about, you know, where you get your inspiration um, for a lot of that uh, stuff. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I mean, doing personal work is really satisfying because I'm not, I'm not bound by non-disclosure agreements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I'm, and I, if I feel like sharing something in the spur of the moment, I can do so. I mean, that's really one of the liberating pieces of this iPhone mm -hmm. and social networking revolution. Is the what was previously either not with you in terms of the camera, yeah. or not accessible in terms of audience. Mm -hmm now is readily available and all I mean always with you and readily available and that's really a kind of fun thing for an artist uh, there's it doesn't it doesn't diminish um, you know our obligation to be intent you know to, to really move with intention mm -hmm. and to make strong work but it gives voice to a lot of people that might have otherwise not been heard and that's exciting. And me included, right? Yeah. Why there's people following me? Okay, sure, I, I photograph superheroes. But I think there's other people following me for other reasons, and they just appreciate what I can do with an iPhone. Mm -hmm. uh, it's neat. It's cool, because yeah. nice. everyone has an iPhone, or, yeah. you know, most people. I'm not doing anything special. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I've checked out your work, and it, it is really great. Um, you know, uh, So I, I guess with your personal projects, um, you know... I, Kind of like with uh, the movies. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite, but I guess what has been, I guess, the most fun project to work on? Or, um, you know, what what have you been the proudest after you've completed? Ah, wow. I guess, it. you know, I don't think, again, no, no, there is no superlative, but in the process, the fun of shooting the poster material, which mm -hmm. is unusual for a unit photographer. Normally they bring in a third-party photographer mm -hmm. who does that, so I get to do that too because of my background. Um, and then seeing it get sort of run through the machine, the marketing mm -hmm. machine, and seeing it released as a finished poster is really fun. And every time I'm surprised because I'm not part of the process. I simply, I simply give them the photos of the actors and then they run it through and give it the final look and touch. And that seeing what comes of it is often very satisfying, and uh, it, I guess it would make me proud. But I know I've just, I'm just part of a team at that point, mm -hmm. and that also is nice. You really feel like you've contributed something, because uh, mm -hmm. every day on set, when we're making and shooting the movie, I'm kind of in the way, right? and and it's neat to see that at the end that that sort of represents the film for most of the world, and it's a collaborative effort, and I was a part of that. Okay. Well, great. Uh, so I got one final question because we seem to be running out of time. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, what final advice do you have for any young filmmaker or photographer? Look, we live in a glorious time for storytellers. Uh, with very simple gear and use the simplest available, you can tell remarkable stories with, with you know, beautiful craft, um, with eloquence, really. And I think you would encourage people to do that, to keep it simple, don't go spending a lot of gear, craft your story, and um, knock it out of the park. And love what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll show.
don't don't worry about audience it'll be there uh, just just make it good make it strong and and then carry on with the next one don't don't linger in your past keep keep moving forward and continuing to be storytellers that's what we are as human beings it's distinctive to the to the species tell stories tell them with eloquence tell them with artfulness and enjoy your life okay well great thank you so much for helping me out <laughs> you got it man that was fun so there you have it my interview with clay enos thanks so much to clay for speaking with me and making my first interview go as smoothly as possible and for everyone else i'll see you next time on set.